Welcome to today's five good minutes on the Ten Commandments. Today we'll be considering the Tenth Commandment with Dan Shields. Welcome back to Five Good Minutes, and we're going to continue looking at the Tenth Commandment, Thou Shalt Not Covet. On day one, we said that coveting has its origins in desire, but we also said that desiring something was not a sin in and of itself, but rather it's what I called an over-desire that's the problem. It's not wanting something that's bad. God can place desires in our hearts that are good and right when directed by Him and under His control. Coveting deals with desires that go outside of God's will for our lives by wanting more than He wants to give, or getting it outside of the ways He wants to give it, or getting it faster than He wants to give. Well, yesterday we said we can learn to deal with coveting, that over-desire, by learning the art of contentment. That is, recognizing the good things that the Lord has blessed us with and being genuinely appreciative and thankful for them. From a warm shower to the breath in our lungs, we always have much to be thankful for. Well, today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this idea of developing contentment, but from the flip side of the coin. Instead of looking at the things that God has given us and learning to be thankful for them, we're going to look at how to deal with the things that He has chosen not to give us. In today's lesson, I'm going to say that we can learn to deal with coveting if we learn to trust God's choices for what He has not given us. Let me ask you a question. What was one thing in your life that you were really hoping for that you didn't get? It could be a job or a relationship or a school you didn't get into or even a house you didn't get. We all have those sorts of disappointments in our lives. And sometimes, with time and 2020 hindsight, we can see that we are really protected from something or that God had a different and better plan for us. And we're thankful that the Lord safeguarded us from that choice. But sometimes we can feel the sting of hurt and disillusionment when things don't turn out the way we hoped they would. That relationship that went south or the job we missed, that loved one who turned to the dark side even though we were praying fervently for them. And we may feel like God let us down by not giving us what we wanted or thought we needed. But the Bible gives us a different perspective. It says that our Heavenly Father is the giver of every good and perfect gift, and that He knows what we need more than we do. And further, it promises that He will never leave us nor forsake us, and that He will work all things together for our good and His glory, even if it doesn't look like it at the time. Maybe we can think of it in three different ways. One is that He's like a good parent. Perhaps a child just wants to eat cereal, but a good parent tries to get the child to eat a more balanced diet, knowing that it's for their good, even though the child might not see it that way. Or he might be like a good coach who pushes players to do painful things that they wouldn't choose to do in order to achieve a goal that they want to achieve. Or sometimes he's like a good doctor who may cut a patient and cause them a lot of pain in order to cure them of an insidious disease. So sometimes he withholds, sometimes he pushes, and sometimes he removes. So what are we to do when he doesn't give the relationship or the job or the house or the healing that we desperately want or need, when it feels like our hopes and prayers remain unanswered? At that point, we need to remember who God is, his character, and we need to trust in him and his sovereignty and his love for us. He is all-powerful, and all-good. Therefore, we can trust that His plan is perfect and that He will truly work all things together for our good and His glory, even when we don't 
get what we think we need. Listen to the words of the prophet Habakkuk, who knew that despite the hopes of the people, that Israel was going to be invaded by Babylon and that the people would lose everything and be taken into exile. This is what he says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. So what is he saying? He's saying that regardless of the circumstance, God is still good, that He is still our Savior and our strength. So whether our prayers are answered or not, we can trust in His perfect plan and serve and worship Him. The circumstances may seem bad, but He is still good. So how can we deal with coveting? We can trust our Heavenly Father, even with the things He chooses not to give us. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out all our content and podcasts on Orchard Hill Plus. You can find that and so much more on our website or the Orchard Hill app.